Welcome to the New Earth Architectress, where we'll be exploring together what is an architectress, what is the new earth, and how is the evolution in consciousness paving the way for your leading role in architecture. I'm your host, Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I'm so excited to share with you what's possible when you lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and your divine calling. If you're a woman architect or designer who's hearing a deep call to take your stand as an ancient temple builder of the future, welcome. Now is the time and we are the ones. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the New Earth Architectress podcast. I have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Sandy Humby. She is a space alchemist. She does space alchemy and rose alchemy, and she's going to share with us her, her uh, unique modality of working with the spirit of place, working with um, very unique energies that are supporting us uh, in these very challenging and transformative times. Uh, she is an expert in interiors, in spatial alchemy, in creating uh, sanctuaries for, for people who really hear the call to, to ground in their soul's calling, their soul's purpose, and uh, lead a, 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 a life filled with abundance and love and, and peace. And uh, she's particularly, uh, she's a, a very powerful guide when it comes to the divine feminine, awakening the divine feminine as well. Uh, Sandy has been on uh, the Sacred Blueprint interview series several times now. She's a very valuable uh, collaborator and it's an absolute blessing to have you on the show today, Sandy. Welcome. Oh, thanks, Aisha. And it, we always have such a rich carousel of conversation when we come together. Yeah. And it, it's so lovely because coming from sort of slightly different facets of the diamond, if you like, but with that same sort of visionary uh, imprint of what this time is about and what our connection is with Mother Earth and how we come into this collaborative, co-creative aspect of um, visioning in the future, visioning in a different way of um, showing up on the earth and the impact that that has on our physical, mental and emotional well-being, but also our spiritual alignment, our soul's calling um, that is part of our incarnational script. Um, so it's, you know, it's fascinating. It's like where and what? Where are you going to show up on the planet? And what are the gifts that you bring in your tool bag? Yeah. Where are you going to show up on the planet? And what are the gifts? Yeah. 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 Oh, I love how you, you, you talked about that, you know, that it's like different facets of the same diamond. I do feel also very connected that we're connected to this, this essence of, um, yeah, building beauty on yeah. this planet. Uh, not the kind of beauty that's about the outer um, super a superficial kind of aesthetics, but a real 
cultivation of the beauty within uh, mm. beauty within the land and calling that forth and uh, co-creating with it to build the sanctuaries of our future yeah absolutely I mean I think one of the biggest les lessons and learnings for me over the last couple of years has has been a real deepening of my connection to the elements and mm. the elemental aspects of of nature and the fact that this vessel is of the earth every molecule of this vessel is of the earth i am made up of earth air fire and water in the same proportion that the earth is and so it, it, it's a, it's you know it's a vessel for my soul and for spirit to to be present in physicality on this on the earth plane but it does bring us into an absolute humbleness of the 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 construct that we may have grown up in I mean I grew up in the 50s and the 60s and you know the the essence of our approach to to the earth has has woven lots of different channels if you like to its expression in that in that period of time and there is a really a returning to the garden. I mean, it's like, you know, it's a Carly Simon song, isn't it? You know, returning to the garden. And this is really where we're going. We're, we're going back to uh, pick up this connection with the, with the earth, connection to the sacred geometry of the earth, the sacred geometry of nature and the difference that it feels when we are in a space that is congruent and is in geometric balance and mm. what that does on the body we mm. we're really learning a lot of the ancient wisdom relearning a lot of the ancient wisdom um you know we went absolutely. so far away mm. oh absolutely yeah when you share that you know realigning coming back to the garden bringing back these geometries that are so connected, deeply connected with us and the earth and, and reawakening that knowledge, bringing, remembering, re-remembering <laughs> yeah. that knowledge, which has been so forgotten. And that's as an architect, going through architecture school, being trained in a fairly modern, that with the modern language, right? Um, a few professors had, the gift of really being able to to uh, help me to tune into inspiration and intuition and imagination, um, mm. but for the most part, uh, it the the schools a result of this forgetting, um, you know, not to forgetting the the sacred the sacredness of life, forgetting the the sacred proportions, the sacred geometries. Um, and not that that needs to always be plugged in like a formula, but but to to remember um, what what those those forms, those sacred forms hold uh, uh, in terms of you know doorways to co the cosmos, doorways to the the um, you know the cycles of life, the elements exactly what you were sharing what we are made of and mm -hmm. the work that i'm doing with the sacred blueprint is about reawakening that that um the power within us that the, actually the wisdom is within us that we can tap in at any moment 
to that information when we are connected with the elements, when we are journeying with the elements, when we are journeying with uh, the earth and the sky and are in alignment with, with that axis um, and all the shadow work and all the up <laughs> and the muck, which you, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to you sharing today about your process. And I, I know that you are um, an expert in, uh, and have a gift in in communicating with the you could say the 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 lower vibration thought forms some people would call them negative um, mm. but of course they are our teachers as well right mm. um, and and how you work with them uh, but before we get into that we talk about sanctuary sandy and you know, so many people these days, including myself, we're in the middle of a house construction. So I'm feeling it left, right, center, all around me, in me, <laughs> this, this, this whole process of literally rebuilding my, my temple. And, and I say my, you know, my husband is involved, my son is involved, but I am bringing forth a certain level of consciousness to this house. Um, and they're 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 playing with me, you know. They're they're playing along with me, and and they're helping me, you know, with the certain foundations of it. But you know, in in these in these very challenging times, uh, Sandy, how how do what do you think are the keys to finding our sanctuary? Well, I mean, we know that this is the inner temple, and this is the outer temple. So the it you know the work as I see it is is always an inside job. Hmm. It's like where where do we where do we go within ourselves where we can find this still point, where we can find this still place within us, and it is when we enter that kind of, um, I think it's what Drumble and Marquis did called the tiny place at the heart. It's hmm. like this for this still place within us that allows us to be receptive. So much of our time we are spent in our interaction with what is going on outside and maybe, you know, there's a lot of control or, or whatever that's that's going on needed perhaps to actually navigate our way through the complexity of this time in the evolutionary cycle of, of the earth and what we're seeing playing out on the screen of our lives externally so coming back within is is the keynote really that enables us to find if we can find sanctuary within we will be able to find sanctuary wherever we are and for me that that place of sanctuary has has of recent times well certainly within the last 15 13 15 years has been the, the the rose and and my connection with the rose and the light technology that the rose offers the 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 path of the rosa mystica the pathway of home to the mystery of life and ultimately the mystery of life of course is the mystery of love um you know this for me is what the heart of the rose brings us back to this this frequency of loving presence to all that's unfolding mm. all of it because you know it has to be it has to be all held and seen 
as as um, the unfolding that it is but we need to find our our point of reference and rest within that and i know that for many of us that are walking this pathway of um being co-creators for this new vision of um earth and and how we show up on the on the earth and and honoring what there is here what what mother earth brings to us this pathway of 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 coming into this place of stillness in relation to that enables us to be receptive to a level of consciousness that enables us to be in our best place in whatever we're co-creating or whatever we are creating whether that's baking a cake whether that is designing the next level of space that we've got or redesigning a, a, a space to be a supportive energy for us um we are in then in the best place because we're coming you know all action should come from stillness and we are habituated to go from action to action to action to action and it's the, it was the it was the um armenian mystic gurdjieff mm. who who talked about the wheel and the hub at the center of the wheel and the fact that the hub is is this still point in the center which actually is for me is like the heart right yeah but yeah. but our energy goes out on stuff and we get caught out on the dance on the on the on, on the, the periphery on of the, that on, yeah. yeah on the on the on the edge of the wheel and we go from the spoke point to spoke point to spoke point when do we come back in and anchor back in um to the core of who we are to make it's like in breath and out breath right coming back into the in breath and and just being present and maybe that's as that's as simple as the sanctuary that we need to have as a constant reminder, just that next breath, just that next breath, and just come back into the center. And even if I can only take two or three st stilling breaths with consciousness before I have to, you know, because I've got a whole list of things that I've got to deal with, or, you know, I'm running to catch up with a whole load of things that I've got to do for family or for whatever. How do, how do I just remember how do I bring my conscious awareness just to bring that breath within and to feel my connection with the earth through my feet down into the earth star, connecting in with these elemental rose dragons that I have been blessed to have connection with, these streams of consciousness that come through the earth that connect in and enable me to be this bridge, this um, vessel that is like an acupuncture point of light mm. to bridge the higher dimensions of uh, us, you know, each and every one of us have higher dimensions beyond what we present here because we've had many lifetimes where we've had mastery in different things and we've stored these in escrow waiting for the time when we can hold this fifth yeah. dimensional heart field. And well, that book from the library of wisdom, yeah. right? That we built yeah. up for so long. Yeah. yeah. But vibration is the key code that opens the gateway, that opens the door. 
And so everything is energy. And I think once we realize that, we become much more masters of our pathway. Yeah. Because we become very consciously aware, or we have the invitation to be more consciously aware of when we are off, when we're off kilter, when we're out, out of sync, yeah. and when we just need. I mean, I'm actually, which are wraps, but I also make mats, rose mats that you can sit on. And there have been times when I've had a rose mat sat on a particular chair in my uh, living room. And every time I know that I've gone AWOL, there's stuff going on, I go and sit on the rose. I just sit on the rose connect through my body to the energy of the rose mat yeah and it's like oh reset sandra <laughs> reset so it, the, we find sanctuary yeah. wherever we can and mm, you know yeah. i think that you know the obviously the more we are consciously aware of the fact that mother earth brings us everything that we need and if we can surround ourselves with reminders of that products that are natural mm. products that are made of wood perhaps natural textiles and um and then being consciously aware that we that we drink living water you mm. know that we do the best for the water for us because we are 70 percent water as is mother earth and um you know and, and it's as natural foods as we possibly can so it's a whole there's a whole it's a wholeness isn't it sanctuary yeah. is a wholeness we so can't have beautiful space and fill ourselves with rubbish right right or mm. you know have the perfect feng shui um space when you're not doing the work yourself um yeah. to or harmonize maybe your meridians or right uh, and not and this is not to say that you know we need to be perfect um and that this is you know that you will be judged or this or that but um this is this is what you know, you, you shared the wholeness we're moving into this this new paradigm where everything is connected mm -hmm. um, and what i love about this example that you just brought forward about your rose mat. Uh, first of all, I want to just open a parenthesis here. Can people access your rose mats? Do you sell them, or are mm. they? Just... Yeah, yeah. No, the 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 the. the... Oh my God, Do you have any on on your website? I mean, I have yeah. everyone. I have rose uh, um uh, Sandy's rose uh, oracle deck, which is in phenomenally powerful. It's incredible. I can uh, get a so, rose mat to show you, actually. Sure. For those of you who are listening to the podcast episode, I encourage you to hop on over to but, my YouTube channel uh, to see the, the rose mat that Sandy is now. Oh, yeah, beautiful. These are, yeah, they're stunning. Yeah. So yeah, they like just... The silk and silk is an insulative textile. So the way I started doing these was that I was teaching in New York um, several times a year. And so I would get on the flight here in 
at Heathrow and fly off to New York. And then I'd have a series of talks and events and classes that I would be teaching over, you know, 10 days, two weeks. And um, I, guidance, I got to download to print the roses onto silk. And I was hand printing them myself at one point through my little printer with with fluids and things like that. And I used to sit on one on the flight and and I'd get on it on it, you know, in London and sit on my rose mat and I'd get off in um in New York and I'd be as bright when I got off as I was when I got on. Wow. And I realized that well, I knew from my training in Arhatic Yoga that silk is an institute textile. So mm. So from a technical perspective, it it doesn't allow negative energy to permeate, Mm. which is why the clergy wear silk and why the Mormons wear silk underwear. So um, what's happening is, of course, you don't know who sat on the seat before you. You don't know. It's the same as if I'm traveling. If I'm traveling and I'm staying in a hotel, I don't know whose head went on that pillow before me. Right. And soft furnishings hold Emotion. They absorb, right? Yeah. They absorb it. Um, so when I'm traveling, I put one of these on my pillow to sleep on. Um, and I also put it on, on the seat on the aircraft because I don't know the condition of the person that's last sat on there for eight hours. Um, you know, that's they, a fantastic. You know, yeah. And of course, it, because we you, you we draw that energy up through the base chakra. Right and um and it absorbs into the body anyway anyway a slight digression but it's a slight digression and it's related to design (laughs) though i mean there are a lot of interior designers that are listening to my podcast and so what an incredible design idea right to to infuse this this energetic wisdom into your textiles right um whether it's for the home whether it's for uh, a public space um, how can you start to to use these uh, visuals, um, geometries, even perhaps, or smells, or like what Sandy was just talking about, using natural textile material? I mean, silk is of the earth. Silk is from uh, yeah. uh, this earth, and so uh, yeah. I mean, I bring. I'm sitting on my lamb's wool. This was a lamb's wool that I I changed my son's diapers on. Um, And so it has a very, you know, important um, story for me. I use a lot of kilims with wool, uh, Turkish uh, uh, kilims from wool and cotton and, um, uh, and yeah, and then the clay wall behind me, I got a great some clay textures. So yeah, bringing all these elements are key. But it's like, it's like these big scarves. I actually stretch them onto canvas so that they become silk artwork. This one is just hung, but it, it normally they're stretched onto yeah, canvas. Like banners would be incredible. Yeah. And, and it changes the frequency of space. Yeah. You put one of those in, in, and because they've got a connection to pentagram golden mean uh, frequency, they completely upshift the, the, the yeah. energy of the space. Yeah. These are tools and technologies that if we use, another good adjunct to keeping our space good absolutely absolutely and so when you were talking about this chair the the seat in the in the airplane 
I thought, okay, well, this is an existing space. Yeah. It's just on a small scale, right? Mm -hmm. It's existing. And Sandy with her consciousness is going, okay, so I'm going to be on this plane for eight, 10 hours, four hours, whatever the, the time is. Well, New York is far. So yeah, about that. And okay, how am I going to best create my sanctuary for this period of time yeah. with the simplest means? So if we were to actually now take this spatially as an example for um, an existing property, let's say, mm -hmm. Sandy, mm -hmm. um, you have helped many people to tune in, tap into the energetics of their environment, of uh, a, a land that they have purchased, um, an existing home, existing shops, what you know, you've you've worked on a lot of house healing and house harmonizing mm. over the years. Mm. Um, and so if we were to just now look at, okay, from the chair to the existing space and place, what kind of energies do you encounter when you are guiding your clients towards building their sanctuaries? What what kind of energies are you working with transmuting, um, holding space for when you, when you do your, your space alchemy work? I think the, the, the first thing is that I, I absolutely trust that whoever calls me um, is, is frequency aligned to what I can offer. That's my, that's my first piece um, but my um, my particular area of mastery, if you like, is in recognizing the frequency of the space, how attuned is that to the client, and what is there that's residue? What is there that the space is um, wanting to, to reveal? And certainly at this particular point in our evolutionary journey, where there is a rising of the photonic light on the planet, there is a rising of the frequency of the earth. What I'm finding is that a lot of my work is involving um, spirit release, stuck, traumatized, um, emotional storylines that are connected in so are, there are two different energies that hang around in houses for me and this is my primary go-to before I start with anything else any um, other rebalancing it's like what is there what is there in the space that either is impacting the client's energy and well-being or is likely to if they if they purchased the property but not moved in or they're, they're planning a major refurbishment or even if they're going to knock the property down and rebuild because mm. I've also found that the energetic imprint that um, is residue doesn't dissolve, doesn't disappear if a property's been knocked down it stays there in the energetic fields so yeah. My first go-to is what is here on, on in the space? Is there uh, residue spirit energy? Is there residue entity energy? And these are two very different things mm. in my language. So spirit energy for me has had a consciousness just like you or I, 
And at the time of passing, at the time of leaving the physical body, there was unprocessed emotional trauma in the heart field, mm-hmm. which, and we know some people will wait till a certain person comes in the room before they can leave, or they will be in coma for several days, which I sense is a processing of the life story to come to peace. Mm-hmm. You know, Anubis in the Egyptian pantheon weighed the heart against One of a feather. Favorite guys. We are. Yeah. yeah, we are meant to have hearts as light as feathers at the end of our lives. Yeah. And if we don't, there is the possibility that as we come to leave, a fragment of the heart field, which was unresolved, had not come to peace, mm. will go back to where the trauma occurred, mm. where the seed trauma occurred, not where they passed, but they'll go back to where the seed trauma occurred. The other thing is, the other aspect to that energy is what I call entity energy, and that is created through negative thought form. So Mm. like Dr. David Hawkins' book, uh, Power Versus Force, there is a calibration chart on there, Mm. in there, that talks about the lower frequency energies, emotional energies that that stem from fear, ultimately, because there's love or fear, right? Which which, which way are you going to go? So fear will will connect will connect can create sort of anger resentment bitterness uh sadness grief it, it will have a um often have a depression aspect to it mm. or it could be long-term sickness all of these things um leave a residue in the field it's like I've been to a lot of houses or quite a few houses where people have said, I don't know why, but we always argue in that room, never anywhere else. Right. So it's like an accident black spot, right? Yeah. So somebody at some point had a really big accident in there. Hmm. And we know this when we walk into a room, we go, well, the air was blue, or I could, you could cut the air with a knife. We, we yeah. Our bodies read it, we read that energy. Yeah. Uh, just like going into <laughs> house and going this is a really happy house or get me out of here this isn't for me this doesn't feel good um the entity energy just gives a flavor but entity energy will feed on the emotional imprint that is kept the spirit stuck and entity energy can only feed on the frequency of of emotion that created it so if it was created from anger, it'll only feed on anger. If it was created through um, uh, intense fear, it'll only feed on intense fear. And it wants more of it because that's gourmet dinner. <laughs> so it would it would try right. and it feeds generate. off of it. Yeah. yeah. So that's my first go-to. What's residue in the space? Because there's no point in doing feng shui here or, you know, painting this wall you know something amazing or expanding the space if there initially yeah. is um is stuck uh, spirit energy in there and often i will find that the story because i've become quite adept at being able to work with this and communicate with this energy um uh you know, I'll often get a date and I'll often get maybe sometimes a name, right? Um, which is really fun to get correlated by the local archives. Um, <laughs> but 
um, often the emotional trauma that the spirit energy holds will be a pattern match for the client. Mm. Mm. Because when the client bought the house, they bought it with the complete story. Their spectrum of vibration of their conscious and unconscious mind and experience matched yeah. the house at some level. And it will always be interesting to see who chose the house. Because who chose the house will have the emotional right. connection to the uh, the residue energy in there. So there's a there's an un, you know a lot of my work when I'm working with clients the first thing is to sit and listen, listen to the stories that the client is telling you about how they came to buy the house. Such an important one, yeah, yeah. What the story was often I'll get some really interesting information if I'm actually going to do an on site. Is it straightforward to find? Do I get lost? You know, um, how does it feel? You know, it's, it's all of this sort of background information mm -hmm. that comes from the unseen realms, really, first. And yet the more we purify this vessel, more that we refine our connection with this vessel, the more we are able to read the template, read the information to be able to work with um, with our clients or with our own spaces. We, we become very refined. I've got a dear friend in New Jersey who is both a space clearer but a realtor. And she's had to do, she's had to sort of buckle up buttercup, you know, be, you know, before doing a whole series of house showings because you're in and out of all of these energies. And, you know, if you're sensitive, it's like, whoa, you know, right? Yeah, but there's a lot of mop up. <laughs> you know, lots of mop up, mop isn't up. it? Yeah, she's just consistently yeah. kind yeah. of like the cleaning lady, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so that's my first go to is to sit and listen and listen to what the client's saying and what the client's not saying. Yeah. And then be able to, I mean, I'll always have a good idea before I even turn up. Um, or if I'm working remotely, working off the plans. Right. I've just been working with a big mansion house here in the UK that um, uh, the owner and his wife live in one of the flats, in the basement flat, but there's 27 other flats in on the property. And I knew I could work with their, their place so this is again where you can look, you know, you've got much bigger properties and, and, and more complex situations. But there were 17 other spirit energies at different places in this in this huge. I mean, there's just so thing. many rooms available. <laughs> well, exactly. And and you know, and, and there was there was no way that I was going to get 27 flat owners to agree to what I was going to do. Um so that it's been it my my development of my different processes for doing things has has had to accommodate anything from a you know a, a studio wow. apartment yeah. to um you know quite a, a sizable property how with integrity do i approach this how right. is this going to be in best service to the client and um it's fascinating 
but you know a property that's been there since the 1500s and the oldest part of the building is from the 1200s because there was an Elizabethan uh, building on on the site to start with you've and knowing that the the dismantling of a property whether it was burnt down or whether it was knocked down doesn't remove no. the storyline yeah it's you just become, the physical it's the last yeah. stop yeah yeah but so you become a bit like a forensic detective you know yeah. <laughs> it's like what's you know what's the story here you know and you're you're you know, going back into the uh, the archive of wow. the land and the evolution of society, and wow, um, and a lot of my work of recent times has been in the states, and I'm working with um, a lot of the uh, the native peoples and the land. I seem to have attracted a whole flurry of of um, consultations um, yeah. that connected with yeah yeah spirit release of trauma with native peoples and yeah. connecting back into the tequesta and the Ut and the shoshone and the uh, arapaho um micmac the, yeah. the the these this and and in an offering beyond the confines of the client's consultation a bigger service in releasing the trauma, the trauma field. Um, and and that, you know, in these times, <laughs> is lightening the load for all of us, really. So and we how, come back to sanctuary. Uh, yeah, we come back to sanctuary, exactly. Yeah. Wow, it's, it's beautiful how you're sharing the, um, you know, that, that your approach can be applied to, you know, anywhere from a small flat to a very sizable large mansion property that's had various mm -hmm. layers of built mm -hmm. existence on it. Mm -hmm. um, and I appreciate your distinction between the entity and the, uh, the spirit uh, energy, which is an earthbound spirit that is... Mm -hmm. um, most likely right when you when you're called to the project is probably ready to to be uh guided uh onto to the next dimension into into on into the light yeah um, but it's sacred witnessing Aisha that you know that's the place yeah. it's it's like well where am I in myself can I hold sacred witnessing to the trauma and can I through that place of unconditionality within myself um enable that spirit to, fragment to return back home yeah. the 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 you can't do that with entity entity was not created by light it, it so it has no concept of light so you you can't do that with that it's, it's a different there's a certain yeah. commanding that is required with that energy that mm -hmm. i have experienced mm -hmm. on behalf of the human being on behalf of the client yeah. right absolutely and and it's also you know that i deal with the i deal with the spirit energy first the spirit energy is gourmet dinner right. so once the gourmet dinner has gone there is right there is a, a they're diminishment. just like what am i going to feed off of now yeah it's a diminishment right. of, of right. the field right that that um is pretty helpful really yeah mm. 
you know, there's a lot of women that approach me or even women that I'm mentoring who really, you know, architects, interior designers, women who have been trained in more, more or less the conventional way, but they're hearing the call, right? Their divine feminine is really rising within and um, they're, they're on the precipice of really stepping into a new way of being where they fully express their spiritual truth, right? With no inhibition, with no fear of being prosecuted, uh, persecuted, prosecuted, maybe that too, persecuted or um, uh, shunned from society, ostracized. And, you know, all that you are talking about, for me, I mean, it's just, it's so natural. Whereas, I mean, with the sacred blueprint, I work a lot with the nature spirits. We work with connecting with the with the heart of the land and um, partnering with nature, partnering with the spirit of the land in order to co-create the blueprint for the architecture. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and I know that you do that work as well. And um for I've since I've, you and I we've been doing it for quite some time it it feels almost like second nature it's like well why would it's so practical it's so practical at this point it 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 um it results in a much more laser precise uh, uh birthing process rather than you know you can imagine at the architect's studio right the amount of time that it takes to design a house, layout over layout, option over option, you know, well, we could do it like this, we could do it like that, this shape, that form, you know, clients are bringing in images from different magazines and, you know, online sites and saying, well, this is what I want, that's what I want, but your approach, uh, it just, it, it just, for what I'm hearing is, is that it really helps to open the way for uh, your clients, true souls to take uh, uh, a seat within that space in order to, to shape it uh, in, in the most beautiful aligned way possible uh, for, for the land and themselves. But what I was trying to get at here is there's a lot of women who are fearful of talking about this with their clients. Um, and, you know, sounds like you're getting clients from different various, you know, different shapes and sizes, uh, you know, everything from a mansion to maybe, you know, uh, a spiritual center of some kind to and, and how has it been supportive has it been helpful uh for these people um to to build uh the the vision that they're wanting to build i mean i know that some of your projects are really not only not only about building something new it may be a renovation it may be just the the, the house harmonizing aspect but yeah well it's you know, interesting for, yeah next because next week, my, my job next week is on a, an old mill that's being uh, redesigned and rebuilt. Perfect example, in, yeah. In in Spain and in northern Spain. Sort of, um, and part of, part of the work initially will be to clear the the residue energies the residue. because, yeah. because the, the, the rebuild is proving to be very slow. 
so it's it's really about um you know making sure that that the template is clear there isn't any uh in anything that's inhibiting the the process the actual process of the uh visioning and the development and 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 bringing this property and the land back to life actually because it's overlay after overlay when you're when you're when you're looking at at uh what's gone on in on the land over the eons the residue to get back to the true beating heart mm. of space it's just like the journey back home, this sacred homecoming to self, to the true beating heart and the essence of who we are. Yeah. And at some level, there is um, a, a, a real sense that we have to stand on the land and listen wholeheartedly to what the what the land is whispering, yeah. sometimes very loudly. but right. Sometimes very angrily, right? Yeah. yeah. But that, you know, if you stand and you and you have, so this is really what I'm saying with with architects and designers that are that are that are knowing that their gifts are designed to be um, out there within this new paradigm of visioning and how we look at holistic architecture, how we look at form, how we look at the way that property sits and melds with the land that it where it is it's held and there is a oneness yeah. within the, the the wholeness within the property and its relation to the land this is all about frequency this is all about relation relationships and this really is has, has got to be the keynote of what brings us into an alignment going forward all, all is frequency so when we when we come when we're in that place in ourselves when we're in this vertically lined place in ourselves and we can go and stand on the land we can feel through the soles of our feet if we ask the question and so much even with dowsing whether you're using dowsing rods or whether you're using the body as the dowser it's a it's about being able to feel the frequency and if you ask the question of the land, where is the right place on this land for me to build? Mm. Where is the earth going to welcome this vision I have of a dwelling for my heart on this piece of land? Where is aligned? If you walk it, the earth will tell you. And it will either you. tell you in signs and symbols of what you see with eyes, the eye behind the eyes, um, of what you see on the form and the the messages of the land, or just through walking the land and going, getting still. The stiller you are, the better. The less chitter chatter going on here, the better. Right. Yeah. But if you can come to to actually allow yourself excuse me to sink into yeah. the energy of the land to come on with the land it will absolutely tell you mm -hmm. and it will tell you the orientation yes but you have to stand and look one way feel the energy stand and turn and the other way feel the energy where does my energy field expand where does it contract yeah and it 
And actually, it's just that simple what expands my energy and what contracts my energy. And, and I mean, it's the same if we go to look at a house, really. We can walk around the house. Does my energy field expand in here or does it contract in here? If it contracts, I'll get sick. Or it's calling me to tell me that this is right, but I'm going to have to do some clearing work before it, right. you know, it, it, it's going to align for me. And ah. it's, it, it's, it, yeah. it's a consciousness. It's, it's a, um, it's a field of focus that enables us to be vessels to co-create with mother earth and to align ourselves with spirit. And that's really, that's it. We're acupuncture points of light on this planet. And if our gift is in creating beautiful dwellings, then that alignment brings us into the, that sense of expansion when we're presented with that opportunity. And, and it isn't, it isn't about doing it the old way. I mean, for someone who is energetically sensitive, you've only got to look at some of the cutting edge architecture oh. in the name of architecture that's been put yeah. into our cities that actually is totally destructive on the human energy field. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's not life sustaining. Yeah. It's just a bunch it's of theatrics with lines and forms and colors and whatever or non-color most of it is dark gray or black or right and very yeah. sharp sure. sharp there's a lot of sharp sharp energies there's some that are more organic but then also they go overboard with the organic and there's too much movement and you yeah. don't have you don't have a sense of grounding right yeah. so how do you absolutely i think this is i i would recommend all the women who hear the call who are energetically sensitive to do a few case studies. I do that with my clients of several, select a few buildings downtown, mm -hmm. wherever it is in the countryside, where, wherever it could be. It could be just down your street and look, take a look at, you know, three of your neighbor's houses yeah. and stand in front of it. How does it make you feel? Right. Yes. At the threshold speak with yeah. the being of the being of, of the building yeah what is it saying to you yeah yeah and and then let that be your lead no not only is exactly what, and whatever the yeah 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 we do have a little bit of a delay. We had a storm here. I'm talking about the internet connection. We had a storm, so there might be a bit of a delay in the recording. Uh, thank you all for your 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 patience with your ears with the with the little blips and. Uh, but um, the other piece, also Sandy, that you're sharing is that's so important that I'm hearing in between the lines is, you know, especially when you're talking about okay, well, we can feel with our bodies. Um, yes, it's beautiful to have a pendulum. Yes, it's beautiful to have the dousing rods and to practice with these, with these tools, but they are only indicators of the information that is already running through our bodies and indicators that we, in fact, just like you said, act, we are acupunctures of light ourselves. And as women, 
Um, I feel that in this time, our the, with the rising of the divine feminine, that that gift is being turned on uh, in all of us. And yes, of course, that gift exists in men as well. But there's something particularly special about these times. And in fact, us women, we really have the, the, the extra responsibility to listen to our womb wisdom, such forces of creation working through our wombs. The roses, the rose cards really helped me with that, Sandy. Um, listening to our hearts, listening to the mother wisdom, even you don't have to be a mother or not, a, a, a mother with a, with a child for that, um, to tap into that energy. And we have the sensing feel, we have the, the feeling um, energy. And um, when you're an architect and an interior designer and you're not fully tapping that power, you are going to um, drain yourself, deplete yourself. I for so long were, was suffering from chronic illness because I was not doing what I was meant to do. And that is to be an architect that bridges spirit with form. And it's the future. It's the future. And I, you know, I'm calling just like, I want all the women who are feel, hearing the call to, to cross over and to start to build with the earth in this way. Um, and so Sandy is an incredible, incredible model for us all. Um, she started many years back, uh, was one of the pioneers in uh, working with energy and spirit and transforming and healing people's environments through this very unique modality. And look at her, she's got tons of work now from in very different, different parts of the world. So you can do it too. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, you know, I think it, it, it does take courage and um, because actually you're stepping out of a, an old paradigm of very mm, mental, uh, you know, um, stimulus using a lot of yeah. the mind yeah. to to uh to construct what is exciting what is you know what is innovative what nobody has done before but actually what we're looking at is something that is life-sustaining that actually people that are living in these spaces and working in these spaces are creatively optimized are emotionally and physically held within beauty and what that does is it expands. It expands the heart. It expands our sense of who we are here. And and I, you know, I I agree with you, Aisha. I think that women in particular are are here now to be visionaries in this new paradigm of um, expression, creative expression in the world. And it's interesting that a lot of the men within the design field are often gay men and they have got a strong feminine, feminine aspect yeah. that's yeah. running within them that has a has a, a sense of, of beauty yeah. that is part of the you know, natural expression in the world 
Um, and for, for us as women, we, we're having to step out of um, a, a predominantly masculine dominated world. Oh, yeah, the unbalanced masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the old paradigm uh, of what masculine energy has been mm, corralled into being because that's what it's been over over the years whether that's in architecture school whether that's in medical school wherever this is <clears throat> it's been um you know a a top down yeah um control uh, you, you know this is the direction that we're futuristic direction that we're going into that is that is not holistic to the human form um and where it might have stretched the uh, the uh, extremes of what is possible to to create in form you know what, what is going to be the pivot point of a building that's got an overhang you know how, how you know the the actual physicality right. of that but it's yeah yeah you know, and I mean, you, you can look at that in uh, Frank Lloyd Wright's work in, in Falling Water. You know, yeah. he, he, well, he was looking much more at the Japanese type piece, wasn't he? But it, his, in, in what the construct was, but, it, you know, it's also what what's my relationship with my inner world and my outer world. Mm. And it's the same as a house. What's the relationship between the heart of the house and, and the surroundings? Mm. Are the two in harmony? Are the two... Yeah in communication I mean for me when I'm looking at design I'm always looking at what what is framing the window and what's through the window yeah and how they they're in communication because they've got to be in communication in order for there to be harmony in that in the view oh so many details to to right to to bring back into our awareness that have been lost as a result of this, this, uh, you could call it the patriarchy, you could call it, yeah, the unbalanced masculine, you could call it the old paradigm, whatever you want to, to use. And, and um, yeah. even with interiors, Aisha, with color, I'm looking at what the color relationship is outside the window and inside the window, what's the, what's the relationship one to the other? But also from the colouring in the property, is that is that harmonic to the property where it expands the auric field of the property? Mm, is is, so is the property happy with the colour? But right. also, what what does that colour do to the energy field of the client? Yeah, is it harmonic with the client? Yeah, uh, it's all frequency, you know. It, it, and and it's the same with artwork and. Everything that we choose to have in and around us, what does it, what is it doing here? Oh, so key. Expand, expand or contract. I hope everyone is taking notes as they listen to this this podcast. Sandy is such a wise, amazing teacher, and I love how you uh, share a lot of your teachings through visuals you know, like the wheel with, you know, Gurdjieff's wheel with the center. And it's just, you bring up 
a lot of vision. It's a very visual way of, of teaching. And uh, it really lands with me, as I'm sure it will with, uh, with, with architects and designers, right? Because we're such visual people. Um, so there's so much more that I'm curious about in the last, you know, five minutes, uh, five, 10 minutes, Sandy. We'd love to hear what you're up to. Uh, you also mentioned about, you know, the, you know, the rose dragons, um, you know, you have this rose oracle deck, mm -hmm. um, these 18 elemental and celestial rose dragons. Yes. And yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you feeling called to share? And we, you know, I would love to, to hear about some of your upcoming, uh, events or offerings what you're up to yeah well I, I suppose that you know the, the 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 probably the thing to share most is is the fact that you know to recognize where we get called recognize when we when we get the, a real feeling that we need to move or we need to be living on a certain mm. place on mm. the planet you know so many of us are getting so much more sensitive and I think in the last um uh, exchange that we had on the sacred blueprint um i mentioned that i'd um i'd been called to move to um the edge of avalon here in in the uk and so in somerset and uh, uh the calling i was quite resistant to i have to say although it calibrated well for me i was resistant from for many reasons including my my family who are all two hours away now and um, the calling was to go to uh, an energy site here called mm. Burrow Mump. And Burrow Mump is a really interesting point on the Michael Mary line, one of these strong currents of energy that runs right up through from Cornwall across to the east of the UK. And so this, the Michael Mary line is the, is the weave of the masculine feminine as it, mm. as it undulates its way right across the country. And the crossing and, point. And the masculine line is going straight, correct? Or no, it's not. There it's is not? a line okay. that's been drawn through these points, but ah, they weave okay. like this. Okay. So it's yeah, very sinuous weave. Yeah. And um, so Borough Mump is on is the last crossing point before you get to Glastonbury Tour. And I didn't know Borough Mump, but anyway, I, I, I followed the call as I, as I have done at various points on my journey. Um, and I went uh, and stood on Borough Mump and tuned in. And you might find this bit interesting. I don't think I've shared this bit before, but I could hear a hum in the land. Hmm. It, was a, it was a hum note beneath my, beneath my feet. And as a humbee, I paid attention to the hum that was going on. <laughs> and I went and I stood, because the, the Baramump is a, a mound in the landscape on a, on a very flat landscape. So, you know, it's just this mound. And on the top, there is a church to St. Michael, but it's, it's semi-derelict. There is still the tower, but the, all of the uh, roof has been taken off um and it's it's in it's a ruin um but so i in hearing the, the hum i went and i stood in the tower and i hummed what i heard on in the land 
and the tower pulsed. And if I went off the note, the tower went still. And then I'd hum it again and the tower would go. And it's like, this is really strange. That's the first time I've experienced this. Wow. Um, and it was just after that that I heard, so I say I'm clairvoyant, I'm not clairvoyant, well, not today, um, <laughs> maybe tomorrow. Um, and I'm clairaudient and clairsentient. So I, I sense things, clairsentient. Yeah, that's me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm clairaudient. If I, you know, if I'm in the right receptor mo mode, I, I often, often I'll hear the yeah. spirits, the spirit energies communicating with me. Um, anyway, I'm stood on Borough on Borough Mum, and I hear this voice that says, you know, we are the elemental rose dragons. And we've come from the 5D heart of Gaia. And we uh, we're you know we're wanting to work with you. We're, we've, we we have we have information for you. So hence started the work that I uh, I was drawn uh, being drawn to with the with working with the elements of earth, air, fire, water, and ether. Mm. And what I recognised was that on this crossing point of this crossing point of the masculine and feminine, these four prime elements of earth air fire and water were coming in in uh, it through the through the crossing point they were coming in through the currents in the earth and this was probably 15 months ago now when they communicated with me and i understood that these currents of energy were waking up mm. and that um when the dragon energy was shut down on earth many of the dragons either went underground and they they went back down to the heart of Gaia yeah or, or others went off to the Pleiades they removed themselves in the point of the dragon slaying and the dishonoring and they knew that the frequency of humanity had dropped too low for them to co-create with mm -hmm. And what's happening now with this awakening, synchronistically with the awakening of the divine feminine, is that these currents of energy are starting to be much more active and much more bioavailable, shall I say. There are many more that are working with the land that are becoming really aware of these awakening currents. Now, there's a very interesting um, chap called Rory Duff, who works um, a lot with the uh, energy currents in the earth. He works with the, with the um, emperor dragon lines. Very, very interesting, very knowledgeable man. And I've had some interesting conversations with him about, particularly about Borough Monk, because he, he also lives not that far away. Far away. Um, and he talks very much about the crossings of these lines and, and harmony times which are the solstice and the equinoxes, mm. when the, when the uh, energy currents in the earth come to, into harmony. Yeah. And what he's saying is that on the crossings of these node points, what he's calling node points on the landscape, when they come into harmony times, a rose opens. And so what is happening, what happened at Borough Mump was as the energy lines came into harmony, so then and i was there carrying the, the rose consciousness then the rose node opened 
to allow me to have this connection with these, like I said, they were elemental rose dragons. And that their particular frequency had connected because I work with the rose and, and the rose frequency with my uh, mandalas and my and my mm, rose oracle. And that there were 13 celestial rose dragons that would come in once the elemental rose dragons had anchored their template. And this is 12 around the one. These are 12 qualities around the zero field. Um, the, the connection all the way through the zero field and the rose dragon of the ethers that runs through the body, up through the Shushamna. Those that do yeah. yoga will know the Ida yeah. and the Shushamna, the yeah. central yes. column that is awakening, awakening us to a next level of our evolution here in human form. So that really has been my work and my development for the last mm, 15 months. But of recent times working with the land and working with clients, we've been working and creating mandalas on the land and here where I've been working with the elemental rose dragons to anchor the grid of light that is energetically, quantumly connected to the mandala the client has created on the land. Now, whether that's down in the south of France, whether that's going to be in Spain, right. whether that's in, in Ireland, whether that's in Nova Scotia, whether that's down through the States, the, the, the combination of the energy of the mandala on the land and the mandala that I'm creating with the elemental rose dragons is enabling a chimney of light that is allowing trauma, traumatized uh, earthbound spirits to release in oh. communities. So it is just, you know, an amazing pathway that's opened up that I had no idea was heading in my direction. But we just show up, don't we? It's like we show up with the gifts and the universe will bring a pattern match, will bring something that's energetic. It's all frequency, it's, you know, energetically aligned. It's like for you, you draw in clients and you draw in other um, uh, arch architectresses. Yes. <laughs> are, are frequencing with this vision that know that there's something more in creating architecture that inspires and expands and offers a template for the most creative and um, heart opening space that we can experience this earth, earthly journey in, directly connected to nature and really being able to optimize our health, our wealth and our relationships. Ah, oh, I see it, I see it. It is done. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. Yeah. yeah to build the beauty. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's always going to be somebody on the cutting edge. There has to be somebody yes, on the cutting exactly. edge that has the, the, the vessel that can hold the frequency that allows for the download yes. of the keys and codes to activate it. Yeah. And I, I sense this sort of, the, the, where there is such an increase in photonic light and the, the plasma field shifting, but 
actually things that when these frequency codes come in of potentiality for our, our human expression, our creative, divine human expression, we are creators. We are we are fr from we are creative beings from the creator, right? We yeah. are we are drops of that essence in this vessel. What magic are we here to create? And the whole spiritual world is waiting for us, just like the dragons. They say, we, yeah. they're not going to go off and do it on their own. They they connected with you. They said, we want to yeah. work with you. We want to yeah. co-create with you. That's and nice. the angels, too, are looking down on us. Yeah. And they're saying, okay, you know, it's such a gift for you to be in this human form. Mm -hmm. We're waiting for you. It's yeah. your responsibility. We're here to help you. Yep. to pave the way yes. yeah yeah it's, uh, times. it's so exciting really exciting times and um i am yeah i don't look back on my path either i'm just so you know the pleiades were really uh, a big piece to uh me quitting my my job in conventional architecture and they they really started to communicate, especially through my larynx. Uh, they're just like, it was going to explode. And uh, it's still such a mystery to me, to be honest. And uh, but I but I I follow my intuition, and I know what is true, what is good, what is beautiful, and I follow that. I follow that path, and. Uh, so if any of you are are feeling, you know, receiving visions uh, in the night or downloads or maybe getting extremely sick, because that's what was part of my uh, unfoldment uh, and awakening to completely leave the, the conventional practice and pave the way for uh, uh, the sacred blueprint and uh, co-creating with, with the spirit of the land. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just uh we will get stopped if we're not in right alignment. There will exactly. you know there will be a, yeah. a a stop in flow. Yeah. And we will be called to pause point. Sometimes that's a physical um yeah. malady that that yeah. we experience. But yeah. all of that is a divine gift if we listen. If we absolutely exactly. do stop and listen. That's the knock on the door, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. it's a very loud one. If yeah. But uh spirit is is calling you to listen. Yeah. yeah. And and we have certain stages and phases. It's not like it's done for me or you know, you we we it's it's a it's a it's an evolution, a constant evolution. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that said, the moment I, you know, that first year when I decided and I made that huge change, it was scary for me, Sandy. You know, I, yeah. I, I was the only one was working at the time. Uh, we were in Canada. My husband wasn't working. He was taking care of my son. And I just felt so guilty. I felt like, oh, my God, I'm letting my family down. I'm let, and, and I'm doing this whole new thing. What am I what have I done? You know? Mm -hmm. um but now uh those chronic illnesses are gone i'm much more in my joy much more in my creative flow and i'm actually attracting more abundance than i used to in the old paradigm so 
yeah took yeah. taking the leap right yeah yeah and it 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 is and it and the the I'm my daughter would far rather I was making wedding dresses because actually that's explainable it's much more within her comfort zone but the following this path of beauty truth and love that is mm. the way of the rose and that's the way of the heart that is the way of the the divine mother the yeah. and magdalene this is the 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 following of the the threads if you like that that lead us home it's a sacred homecoming it has to be a sacred homecoming to self and and once we've come home to ourselves everything that we create from that space is held with beauty truth and love how can that be wrong yeah oh sandy i love it i could just speak with you forever <laughs> uh all right let us know what are you up to how can women get in touch with you um that are uh, through my website rosealchemy.com we'll be sharing that in the uh when we share the um the episode in all of our social media i'm writing it down rosealchemy.com yeah and and the 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 other site that I have is sandyhumby.com. Yeah. Um, and I'm in the process of putting a four-part course together that would outline, you know, my approach of, of working with spaces and some of the techniques that I that I've I developed. So that's sort of in the in the works, as Beautiful. well as getting getting the um the print run done for the the rose dragons oh yes because I love that. They, they are for, for making mandalas and for unblocking you know blocks with your work if you've got a project that's sticky working with the roses on on a on a grid form uh on onto the plans will often unlock there oh, are all that. sorts of different ways energetic ways of, of working and co-creating with nature the roses of pure love they have no other agenda they they are so beautiful showers yeah, yeah no they've been really supportive for me in my personal transformation into yeah. another stage of my womanhood yeah uh, important stage of my womanhood yeah. yeah so i i could imagine yeah when we get really creative with them as architects you know, because they are architecture of love, right? To yeah. I love that. Well, so women, I will share Sandy's uh, links within the description of the YouTube video, as well as uh, when we send it out, send out the podcast episode to our various platforms. So reach out to Sandy to for especially if you're someone who is um, looking to purchase land. Uh, perhaps you've already purchased land and you want to develop some kind of a project there, I recommend you reach out to uh, Sandy for consultations. Uh, she's a phenomenal guide uh, and will help to work with that residue and, <laughs> and more is, and much more. Yeah. It, it, you know, having a clear template to work with. Yeah. the land you're working with the land you're working in harmony with the land 
um, and yeah, and also, I think it's also something I said before. You know, Mother Earth doesn't want this this trauma on her mantle. I know there is, you know, a lot of additional trauma that is being created um, in what's going on in the world just now. Yeah. Um, but the the more that we can um, clear the the trauma, transmute the trauma, and so that we um, can make things easier for us yeah. all. Oh, such important work. Sandy, it was such an amazing uh, interview. I always love connecting with you and I look forward to our future co-creation. Absolutely. All right. Have a good rest of the, the day. <laughs> Thank you. Many blessings. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the new Earth Architectress. It's my intention to inspire more women architects and designers to come out of hiding and unleash their intuitive powers to lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and their divine calling while making a powerful impact on earth. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with women who you know are feeling the nudges to take the big leap and bridge spirit with design. You can find out more about me and the New Earth Architect Dress Movement by visiting AishaRoseMelodyHassan.com. Until next time, gule gule!